and Talk. Hello and welcome to Grow Up and Talk. This is Alex LaHue and I get to be a pastor at Messiah Lutheran Church here in Bernie, Texas. And we believe that eternities are changed, not just in Bernie, but Christians all over the world. We believe that Jesus followers are changed uh, forever in their faith. And one of the best ways to do this is by growing up reading God's Word, and talking about it, having a conversation. We're here to encourage one another in this. We're using a three-year Bible reading plan at Messiah, and today I have with me a Christian, Christian Jones. His name is Christian, um, Pastor Christian Jones. Christian, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks, Alex. Uh, I'm a director up at Franklin Avenue Mission which is in Flint, Michigan, 48506. Uh, and it's a, uh, a ministry put on by the Michigan District of the LCMS. And, and what we do is uh, we, we approach people who are living in poverty or, or under-sheltered, uh, whatever circumstance they may be in here, uh, with the compassionate care of Jesus Christ. Um, when, you, when you think about Flint, I mean, we are smack dab in our neighborhood on the east side. We're in the epicenter of uh, the water water crisis that took place here, and so mm. uh, we're we're dealing with some um, things that will affect our community, uh, not just for years, but for probably generations to come. Uh, but we are excited. Uh, this is this is a good place to to serve, and uh, there's no place I'd rather be. Amen. I think I'll go to Disney World. That w- that would be where I'd rather be. But <laughs> you're a much better man than I. Uh, but th- honestly, thank you for uh, being bold and. And being willing to follow Jesus even in, in difficult circumstances, I personally I really appreciate that. Um, today we're going to cover the readings from October 10th through the 16th uh, on the reading plan. It's kind of adjusted for the podcast. We will focus on Second Samuel chapters 21 through 24. The exciting thing is that we are finishing the book of Second Samuel now. First and Second Samuel, yes, yes, yes were written together as one book originally, kind of like First and Second Kings, I think, and First and Second Chronicles were all written together as one book. There's just only so many scrolls to go around. Um, so that's where we get the division from. But uh, not only are we finishing Second Samuel, we are actually finishing the original book of Samuel today from 21 to 24. So what's going on here is... Um, We're going to have a lot of overlap in our episode for next week, but here's what's happening. David avenges the Gibeonites. I just read the subtitle, so that's what's happened. So I don't know what that means exactly, but what I read and what I gathered is that um, he encounters the Gibeonites, and they, um, I don't know, he's trying to, what is he trying to do here, Kristen? Can you help me out? Well, uh, so the Gibeonites are, they're coming to David, right? And uh, actually, you know, it'd be really wise if I actually had opened this up rather than just go off my notes that I was uh, writing yesterday. Uh, but the Gibeonites are coming to him and they're, uh, they're asking for, for seven young, uh, for seven uh, young men uh, to come and be executed uh, because uh, the people had taken advantage of the Gibeonites. And so they were looking for retribution. Okay. And so David is, is forced to kind of be like, well, uh, I've got to pick seven. Uh, and of, of the seven, uh, specifically, uh, there's this, this gentleman named Jonathan. Have you guys run up with Jonathan before and Samuel? Yes. Okay. So, uh, 
Jonathan, uh, he, he's received this, uh, this promise and this blessing from God. And so of, of, the, of the different people who are within Israel, David specifically says, I will not choose a son of Jonathan. Uh, and so he, he picks seven others. Uh, and after he picks them, they're, they're taken. And uh, unfortunately, uh, they, they suffer the penalty uh, of death. Uh, yeah. which, is, which is not something that David was excited about, but something that David knew was just, uh, okay. which is always a tough spot in leadership. So the thing I was, I was confused about, so he was avenging, so he was trying to uh, give the Gibeonites retribution for, I guess, um, crimes that King Saul had committed against the Gibeonites. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. All right. That's the part yep. I didn't understand. I did understand the part about the seven guys getting hanged, and that was very concerning for me. But we will talk about that. Uh, yeah, then... so that comes from uh, <laughs> 21 verse 1. There is yeah. blood guilt on Saul and on his house because okay. he put the Gibbonites to death. Okay. Thank you. Maybe I should have uh, read more carefully. But you know my life. It's crazy. Um <laughs> Some that that's why I have a, a you know a Christian Jones around and you have whoever you have listener uh, to tell you what you missed in the Bible. That's why I think reading the Bible and talking about it together is one of the best ways to do it. Amen. Amen. All right. So in chapter twenty one, the next half of it is basically David goes to war with the Philistines and battles them a couple of times. Um, there seems to be uh, the, this account of this giant that gets defeated who has uh, six toes on each foot and six fingers on each hand. So uh, very strange, but he gets defeated. And uh, then David sings a song of deliverance, which parallels Psalm 18, which also is paralleled in some chapter somewhere in one of the Chronicles. But it parallels Psalm 18 and reminds me of uh, that song, I Will Call Upon the Lord. That's where we get that from. It says, I will call mm -hmm. upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Actually, that was a really off tune. But David probably sang it even better <laughs> um, and was like a rock star with his harp. And he sang this song of deliverance. Then we get to chapter 23, the last words of David. This was a common thing. Uh, for writers to do was to commemorate and really memorialize great men in their times uh, with their last words and kind of uh, poetically um, uh, communicate their last words. So David gets his last words, and then it talks about David's mighty men because he has these uh, mighty men, 30, 30 men who are really strong warriors and then like this special group of three men who are like even the like the best of the best and um and then i think there's like two others who are chiefs of those two groups um that only comes out to 35 even though at the end it says there were 37 so the note that i read said that they don't know why it only lists 35 men when it says there were 37, but we'll never know. Maybe you can ask God when you get to heaven. But it lists David's mighty men and some of the crazy things that they did. Uh, they were very strong warriors. And uh, then 24, David tries to take a census of, his, uh, of the people of Israel. And Joab says, this is not a good idea. David is doing this because he 
um, is is prideful, wants to take account of his military might, but Joab is saying, you know, God is going to provide for us. We don't need to do this right now. But Joab, Mm -hmm. being the good commander and mighty man that he is, follows David's orders and is out on the job, traveling the land for nine months, taking this census. I would, I would have been mad if I was Joab. Um, and of course, um, he comes back, and and uh, David is struck to the heart because he knows he sinned against God by not trusting in God, and counting um, things from a human perspective at a time when it was not really necessary. So David, uh, God gives David a choice. You can have one, two, or three. He chooses three, and that's a pestilence for three days on the land of Israel, on uh, the the God, God's people. And so 70,000 men die because of David's sin, and he repents of this uh, by building an altar. And that is the end of the books of Samuel, First and Second Samuel, and the original book of Samuel. So that's what happens in these chapters. Thanks for helping me out with that first one, Kristen. What stood out to you as you were reading this? Well, when I when I when I think about what stood out, I I, I approach this from a mile high perspective at first. So you know, breaking down uh, how the chapters relate to one another, and and what I what I saw is uh, when you start in chapter twenty one, uh, there's there's a lot of bad stuff taking place in these last few chapters. All right, uh, and and. Chapter 21, uh, you get the seven uh, young men, the seven sons, uh, who are who are executed on the spot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they they they're taken by the Gibeonites and and they're executed. Uh, and on the on the uh, you know following uh, page for me, uh, all of a sudden you see David and his men are going to war with the Philistines. Who, who by the way, uh, this this is where uh, Goliath came from. Like this mm-hmm. this is the same yep. group that Goliath yep. came from. Uh, and it doesn't give like a total number of people who were lost in this war with the Philistines. Uh, I mean, you get the, the the four people, the four giants who were slain at the end. Um, but very rarely does someone enter into war and not have casualties. Right. Like it's, that's a consequence of war. Uh, there were Israelites uh, who died in this war. David, once again, surrounded by death. And then on the, on the flip side of this, if you go over to uh, chapter 24, when, when we bookend this, um, you have 70,000 people who end up dying. Yeah, like thanks, David, David. Da- David is in the midst uh, of death. He's surrounded by death. Uh, like, yeah. my gosh, man. Uh, and it, it kind of makes sense when you go through the Psalms. Like, uh, David is always writing with, like, the sense of desperation. Yeah. His tone, his timbre, his technique, his words uh, all just uh, flow with desperation. And yet somehow, as he's surrounded by death, as he's surrounded by chaos and violence and bloodshed, you find this amazing thing take place in chapter 23. It's what she hinted at. It's the last words of David. And in the middle of this chaos, there is such rich gospel taking place. Mm. Even here in the Old Testament, where people don't think the gospel is is existent, uh, the gospel is so uh, boldly shared with confidence uh, in in everything that's taken place. Uh, And for me, it's summed up in, in chapter 23, verse 5. Uh, when David says in the middle of this, for does not my house stand so with God? For he, that is God, has made with me an everlasting covenant that's ordered in all things and then finally secure. 
Mm. Surrounded by all of this, David knows that he is he's 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 surrounded and and, and secure in the Lord. He he knows that there's nothing that he needs to fear. So when we talk about the the everlasting covenant, have you guys talked about covenants yet? Oh, please tell me. What do you mean? Have we talked about covenants yet? So uh, like through, on the podcast your... or like yeah, in yeah, church yeah. or have I preached on covenants or yeah? It, within do the I podcast, know what a covenant let's, let's is? Within, within your podcast. So uh, anyhow, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> covenants, covenants are like these these contracts, right? They're they're an agreement uh, between uh, two parties. And in this case, this is a divine contract given by God to his people. Uh, and it, it's the promise that uh, uh, I will be your God and you will be my people. And through your lineage, through your line, David, I'm going to send a Messiah who is the savior of the whole world. Now, what's really cool about this covenant is not just a covenant. It has a it has a qualifier before it. It's a everlasting covenant, or or as the the Hebrew would write, it's the the berith olam. It lasts forever from uh, from from uh, you know uh, the 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 end of the age, the end of the age. Like it's it's ongoing. It will not fail. It will never fall short. It will never be undone. And so this this covenant, this this promise of a savior, of a Messiah. Uh, it follows in the, the next line uh, where it says it's ordered. God has ordered that even in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of destruction, in the midst of death, in the midst of pestilence, which takes place in chapter 24, God has ordered this, which means it's, it's, it's like it's, God has planned it. He has strategized it. He has, he has put it on stone. It will not be changed. What God has set in motion will not be undone. The Messiah will never be taken away. The Messiah will never be uh, ripped from the hands of Israel. Uh, you can play with that imagery with the crucifixion if you so desire. Uh, but, the, but the purpose of the Messiah the intent of the Messiah to come and bear the sins of the world will never be stripped away. That is a promise guaranteed to all those who trust in the Lord. And, and, and it even emphasizes it even more with, uh, with Samura, which is, which is Hebrew for secure after it. Uh, the, the idea of, sh- of Shemur, of security, uh, it's, it's that, that uh, it, it is reliable. Mm. It does not fail. It, you can you can cling to it. You can depend on it. You can you can hold on to it, and it will not ever uh, shake. It will not break apart. This is is something that will be good. It's secure, and so seeing this image, seeing this promise, hearing about the security that we have in God's everlasting covenant, is what's giving David the strength to go from day to day, even as he's seeing young men get killed in Gibeon. Even as even as he's going to war and seeing his young men of his nation being slaughtered by giants, even even if they win the war, this 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 covenant is what gives David the strength day in and day out as he sees 70,000 of his own people die of pestilence. And finally, this covenant is what drives him at the end of the chapter to to bow down, build an altar and repent of his sin. Like this, this is a critical part uh, uh, of Samuel and, and of David's ministry. Uh, you know, David's last words. By the way, uh, when we talk about David's last words, uh, last words are what are, are what are really important, right? Yeah. You know, uh, when when you pass away, you want to know that the things you say are the things that matter most to you that you pass on to the next generation, right? David, yes. he he put thought in this. Uh, these these are not David's like 
final last words that he's dying with with sword in hand or whatever be like this is this is like his last will and testament it, it, it is written down specifically hmm. these are the words that God's covenant is everlasting, that it's ordered and it's secure. These are the truths that David wants his children and the next generation and all of Israel to understand. That's what's most important, that God will be faithful, even through chaos, even through pestilence, even through whatever you could possibly imagine. His word is secure. It's ordered. His will will be done. That's really cool. Amen, brother. Preach it. I'm hey, sorry. You can't you can't take the preacher out. I'm you sorry. You can't take the preacher out of the <laughs> pulpit, podcast, microphone, phone. Anyways. Um hey hey, listeners, um do whatever you need to do. Subscribe, share, um, get this podcast out because Pastor Christian Jones just preached a fabulous sermon. Um so, <laughs> <laughs> and at this point is when I'm going to step away from the microphone and I'm going to let Christian do the rest of the show. Um, thank you very much. It's been a good one. I'm just kidding. But, hey, hey really, thank you for uh, kind of hitting that, uh, driving that point home for us, especially uh, with the last words of David, because I was looking at the last words of David, and the, the part that stuck out to me were verse 2, you know, the spirit mm-hmm. of the Lord speaks by me. His word is on my tongue. And then the part that you mentioned, which I think is the centerpiece, um, you know, the covenant part. Uh, my house will stand with God. Uh, he has made an everlasting covenant with me that is secure. So that's the part where I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense for the last word. The other part, I was kind of like, eh, you know, those are your last words. Uh, but verse 2 and verse 5 really sh- struck me. Um, in his last words, definitely. But but thank you for tying all of the, you know, because I was I was not thrilled with chapter twenty one because it's like, uh, and then, um, yeah, chapter twenty four. You know, I was talk I, I talk about this in the next episode too, where it's just bothering, like, to to think like, for to think that because David sinned. Even after his one of his best men, like one of his 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 closest counselors and commanders, told him this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Even he even after he did that, he 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 went ahead and did the census anyways, and he and then he knew he sinned, and because of his sin, he he saw seventy thousand of his own people die because of a bad decision that he made. And, um, let's 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 put this in context too, because this yeah. this is this is this is something that people always talk to me about, especially if like you go through the book of Joshua, where okay. where just thousands yeah, of people yeah, are laid yeah. to waste, uh, you know, chapter after chapter. Uh, Seventy thousand people sounds like an, an unfathomable number of people to die, right? Seventy thousand people. It sounds not like a lot to five, me, man. That's 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 like an unconscionable number to think about uh, of people who die, and yet it's so absolutely possible uh, and and not to not to, to, to politicize or, or anything like this but but realizing uh, the pandemic today in the United States uh, last mm-hmm. I checked we were up to 216,000 people yeah 70,000 that's only a third of what's taken place today so these numbers are not ludicrous I mean it, it yeah. is ludicrous and that's it's a large number but it's not impossible that these right. things take place like right. it's, it's a very possible reality that we should wrestle with as christians 
should we be concerned about like you know like here it's clear the bible says like god put the pestilence on david because of his sin mm-hmm. do we today need to think oh you know maybe god's trying to tell us something through this pandemic you know, uh, as pastors, Alex, you know it's above our pay grade to say that this absolutely is God's wrath coming on America or, or the world. It's above our pay grade. However, however, we can't simply cast it inside and say, well, we don't we don't really have to think about that. Oh, very nice. It is, it is something that we have to, to, to at least think about. You know, yeah. are, are there things in our lives that we are unrepentant of? Hmm. Are there things yeah. that we are personally unrepentant of in our own lives? like David and his pride in, in, in forming his census? Are there things that culturally we need to be repentant of in our lives that God could judge us at any point in time doing? It is possible, and that's really mm. uncomfortable. That is really uncomfortable. Can we stop now? Yeah. Well, no, we can't. <laughs> because if, if we're uncomfortable in our sin, mm. if, if we're uncomfortable in our sin, then we have to finish chapter 24. Oh, what okay. happens at the end of chapter twenty-four? Sacrifice. Absolutely, there's sacrifice. There's forgiveness. There's repentance. I feel there's like I'm a, in a Bible class to... right now with you, and that's awesome. Oh, I'm just, sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm just you're you're taking the wheel, man. This is great. Well, there's 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 sacrifice and repentance, yep. and, and what these things do. These are these are the physical ways in which we return hmm. to the Lord. Yep, we return to the Lord. Yeah. Well, and in chapter 24, he also, you know, David chooses um, the pestilence on his own or at the hands of God uh, mm-hmm. because he says the Lord's mercy is great. And God even spares the, the city of Jerusalem. Um, mm-hmm. And and that shows great the great faith of David uh, in, you know, he's like even what I guess the author of Second Samuel or I guess Samuel as a whole um, mm-hmm. is thinking I believe strategically here in putting chapter 23 before chapter 24, uh, regardless of the chronology. Um, well, mainly, I guess 23 is just the last words of David, meaning his last will and testament. Whenever that occurred, who knows, and the list of his mighty men. But I believe he's strategic mm-hmm. in, in, in ordering that, at least in the book and the writing, because he says, God has made with me an everlasting covenant. So that displays David's trust in God. And then you see like, oh, David, really? You just said something awesome. And now you're doing something really stupid. <laughs> and, Boy, and, doesn't doesn't that sound like us as Christians at times? <laughs> yes, it does. But <laughs> but the thing is also that David still in the midst of his sin has great trust in the mercy and forgiveness of God. Because yes. like, hmm, I got choice one, two, and three. I'm going with choice three because God is merciful and abounding in steadfast love. Yes. And uh, I, you know, and that's that shows God's mercy. And he, he still has faith um, even at the very end, even in the midst of, like you had said, even in the midst of all the death that surrounds him. Um, mm. Yeah. So I really like that. That was something that gave me hope that stood out to me as David's faith and, um, and, he, he speaks by the Holy Spirit. Uh, he says, the Spirit of the Lord uh, speaks by me. The word, His word is on my tongue. And so mm-hmm. um, the Spirit of the Lord is upon David to give him that faith and his covenant, even in the midst of all the things that surround him. Um, oh, here was something that really 
struck me. This is a, a little bit more unrelated to um, all the things we have just talked about, but something very interesting that I Lay it that, on us. That, that really surprised me, that, that took me back a little bit, um, or I guess I was taken aback is the correct phrasing. But chapter 23 at the end, verse 39, in the list of David's mighty men was Uriah the Hittite. Mm. And I was I was sitting there. I was like, "Oh my goodness, are you serious right now? Are you serious <laughs> right now? Like that makes it even worse. The sin with Bathsheba and um and and the fact that David told his commander Joab, who is um, another part of the mighty men, but just above Uriah the Hittite, the fact that mm-hmm. David was willing to sacrifice one of his own best warriors." to hide mm-hmm. his sin and it just makes it even worse and yet there's still hope in that because we as we continuously say and have said on the show and continuously remind ourselves every day um god keeps forgiving us again and again and again that's at least how my four-year-old said it jesus forgives us again and again and again and, from the uh, mouths of babes right from the mouths of babes exactly and um, I was going to say earlier, actually, you can tell that I've just had a, you know, we've just had a kid um, in our, you know, a newborn and that um, you just have one on the way because you were like preaching with all this excitement. You were like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. God's word. God's gospel. Woo, woo, woo. You know, and I'm over <laughs> here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like the calm voice. I'm like Delilah on the Christmas show at the uh, do you know who Delilah is? At the Christmas show? Oh, I was thinking, hey there, Delilah, but that's probably different. <laughs> Never mind. She's some lady that t- talks very calmly on the radio around Christmas time, and, um, you know, she has this show, Delilah, is, is the theme song. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking, like, you know, it's like, I, I, I have the newborn, because I'm sitting here, I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, go for it, Christian. You're doing great. You're doing great, man. Yeah. Are you yeah. Are you literally holding the newborn right now? No, I'm not actually. Oh, I was gonna be. I was just gonna be like fawning with great joy, like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Although, I know, I know. Can't you see how cute he is, everyone? Oh wait, I forgot. This is a podcast. But anyways, um, yeah, that's me trying to be funny. But we'll see how well <laughs> it works. But um, actually, we just did a weigh-in for him today since he was born a little bit you know early 36 weeks not ideal but it's Mm -hmm. not bad either it's actually you know very good but we had to spend um five days in the hospital rather than two because he needed some NICU support for oxygen and some phototherapy and all that and Mm -hmm. oh that wasn't uh, I didn't like that but it was necessary it was good and um gaining weight is a big is a Big deal for newborns, as you know, you have a daughter, and mm-hmm. um, he is actually weighing, his birth weight was 5 pounds, 15 ounces. Um, he went down to 5 pounds, 8 ounces, then he was up to 5 pounds, 13, and today he weighed in at 6 pounds, 11 ounces. boy. Yes. He's fat now. <laughs> yes! Go well, you and Aaron it. are very blessed. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, his name is Judah. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but uh, Judah means the praised one, so it is a. That's a great name. It is a great name, especially after all we've been through. Um, but I just, I guess, I remember for me a good application 
is to remember the last words of David that you pointed out, uh, mm-hmm. that my house stands with God, and he has made with me an everlasting covenant, and has ordered it in all things, and that is secure. So, Amen. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we go on our break? Um, you know, uh, I, I, I fear that I've taken up so much of your time already. That, you know, people seem to be worried about that with pastors, but, you know, we, we, hey, man, we try our best to be accessible, and, and that's what's important. And that's why we're doing this podcast, to, to try to show that God's Word is accessible. And I think, Christian, you do a really good job of that. So I, I thank you for the words that you've shared so far. Let's see what he has to say, everyone, after the break. Hey, welcome back to Grow Up and Talk after our break. Um, it's, it's great talking about all of these things and, and really cool for me personally in this podcasting journey to see what different things we can glean from the scriptures, what different thing, things God shows to us that uh, still matter to our lives today. So Christian, for you, um, what did you see having overall importance well, I, I think as we look at David's life, uh, the, the most important thing that we can, we can understand about David is uh, he is both a sinner and a faithful, trusty servant at the same time. Now, we, we've talked about his sin. We've talked about where he's fallen short. But we've also seen how trusting he is of the Lord. And so from his trust, from our trust in the Lord, we too uh, should, should uh, at the end of the day, at the, at the end of the chapter, take it to the altar of the Lord uh, mm. when, we, when we realize that we've fallen short. Now, obviously, you and I no longer have to build our own altars and, and, and offer our own sacrifice. Really? But when we, go, when we go to the altar, we receive that sacrifice that Christ has poured out for us. We receive the forgiveness of sins that he poured out, that his, his body was broken and shed for us on the cross at Calvary. And, and through that, our sins are forgiven. As, as we, we recognize David's sin, we have to recognize our own, and that we should often, as, as, as often as we are able, go and repent and receive the grace of God. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. Um, I was trying to make a joke in the middle of that whole spiel that was actually very serious and very important, much more important than me trying to be funny. Um, but I was going to say, really, you know, I've been working on this altar for like the, a whole year now, and you just told me I didn't have to do that anymore. Um, but um, Well, I mean, we, we, sh- we should have an altar. <laughs> you know, we should. But uh, as, as far as David goes, like we don't have to build our own that we are, we're going to set on fire with a whole burnt offering. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> like, okay. You know. I misunderstood. Hunting is a, a big thing around here, so maybe – Maybe that's where I got confused. But um, anyways, yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Um, And I think that relates for me um, to verse 24 of the last chapter, 24, where Mm -hmm. where David says, I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God that cost me nothing. Mm. Giving and grace and forgiveness always cost something. And like you said, it cost Jesus his life. He did it for us. We're forgiven. 
because of his his gift and his sac and his and Jesus's sacrifice for us because of the cost that he paid. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you for that. And uh, now it's time for our random questions. So it is okay for both of us to be funny now. And um, you'll probably do I, do I get a drum roll for the question? All right. Um, sure, Emily. Can you edit that in? Thank you. All right. Your random question is, what movie would be greatly improved it was if it was made into a musical? Oh, my gosh. What movie would be greatly improved if it was turned into a musical? <laughs> there are so many movies that would be that would be great as a musical. Now, uh, th- this, this might come out of left field. Uh, I think The Untouchables. <laughs> With Kevin Costner and, okay. and, and Sean Connery. Uh, I'm picturing it as like a, a guys and dolls type <laughs> situation. You know, it's that, it's that rugged Chicago feel. You know, everyone's in suits and hats and, you know, you got gangsters. <laughs> I, I think I think that could be even better. I mean, even though it's in the upper echelon of movies ever created on the history of the planet. I, I'd also like to see Darth Vader tap dance. I think that would be great. Um, that would be that would be that would be one. Um, mm, there's, ah, there's so many good movies. Uh, what about you? Well, I was going to say, uh, I, I would love a Joker origin story movie. So like they, they, they they just made one, but like one idea that I always had was, you know, I would do these Joker impressions when I was in high school and college and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and I was, I was, I'm not, not trying to be, you know, puff myself up here, but I was pretty good at these, uh, Heath Ledger joker impressions and i always thought it would be cool to have a musical where he's just like i am the joker i am the joker (laughs) you know and just uh do like a joker origin story as a musical i always thought that would be um very very interesting but probably a little dark which Every Joker movie nowadays is very dark. Well, so. I, I I've got one that that is dark. By the way, that's a, that's a great suggestion. Thank uh, you. So I, I I'm I, I'm going to twist this word improve. So like not taking from something that's good to make it great, but taking something that just it missed the mark that could be good. Yeah. What if we improve a movie, making it acceptable, by turning the Twilight Saga into a musical? <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> right? Uh, you know. Be Team Charlie all day. <laughs> dude, there was one time where I like I just raced to the movie theater to get like midnight premiere tickets for this girl I was dating in high school to see one of the Twilight movies. I remember that now. <laughs> and like how I thought that was such an that was an act of such great love, I thought. And, um, but yeah, real, you know, real sacrifice, real right sacrifice right there, man. Like I will, I will not offer a burnt offering that I did not, <laughs> that did not cost me anything. <laughs> that cost me my time. That cost me money to pay for those midnight premiere twilight tickets. Anyway. Hey, you got any others real quick? Oh, I, I think the last Jedi, uh, I mean, that would go in the same oh, category of like, it, it was so bad that the last the only Je- way, it would, Oh, the last Jedi. Okay. I the thought last Jedi, I was thinking the only Jedi way returns. it could be improved. The yeah. only way it could be improved is with a, with a great musical show stopping number. What did you think uh, of uh, show stopping number? Yeah. The last Jedi wasn't so great, but what did you think of, um, 
the rise of skywalker did you like that the rise of skywalker doesn't even deal with the skywalker family the whole protagonist oh, of no oh my goodness i don't know if we can afford the oh, my ray the protagonist of the entire trilogy is not even a skywalker <laughs> no but where did the... but she changed turn oh I, I spoiler alert she uh, she changed her name to Skywalker at the end, didn't she? She did, but that doesn't make her a Skywalker. Sure, it does. She, we, she was she was she was not adopted by Luke and Leia. She, what do you call baptism, become... brother? All of a sudden, your your name gets so, changed so, from so, so Christian to child you're of saying, God. You're saying in baptism we change our name? No, I'm saying God changed. That is our what name. Ray did. That well, is exactly what Ray did. Come on, man. If, if, okay, if if we want to go with the baptism metaphor, uh, she would have been she would have been brought into the family, not of her own will, not of her own doing. She was but brought because, into the family. Luke trained her. Leia raised her. It was but like, they but they did not claim her as their child. This isn't no. Uh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> this will all be edited out. <laughs> you might be surprised, my friend. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's the end of our podcast. Listeners, uh, feel free to like and subscribe our podcast. It can be found on Apple Podcast, um, Spotify, and one other podcasting thing out there. Emily can tell you. I can't. But if you have any email questions or comments, you can uh, send those to growupandtalkpodcast at gmail.com, and we would love to answer any questions, receive any feedback for the show. Christian, thanks for being on the show with me today. It's been so much fun. Uh, such it's, been, it's been a pleasure. Thank you yeah. so much. All right. Well, uh, stay strong in the ministry, brother. You too. And we'll see you next time, everyone. Peace.